This episode is brought to you by Exotech. Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real-world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. Fulfillment is a critical function for businesses. Speed and accuracy, of course, are essential for success. And with the rise of e-commerce, the demand for efficient and reliable fulfillment has obviously increased, and that's led to the development of new technologies and advanced software. Using warehouse management systems, automated picking systems, and logistics software has streamlined the fulfillment process, and this has allowed businesses to make better decisions faster. Companies are now investing in digital fulfillment solutions to drive efficiency and, of course, cost savings. Businesses and consumers are looking for suppliers who adhere and comply to ethical labor practices and environmental standards and taking the steps to reduce waste and emissions throughout the supply chain. In addition, sustainability and social responsibility are becoming more and more crucial in fulfillment, with consumers paying more attention to their purchases' environmental and ethical impact. And according to a study by Harvard Business Review, a sustainable supply chain can deliver significant financial benefits, including cost savings and increased revenue. A smooth and efficient fulfillment process can help businesses build trust with their customers, and that leads to repeat business and positive reviews. In contrast, however, poor fulfillment can damage a company's reputation and result in lost sales. And so in today's episode, it's all about modern fulfillment, and we're talking to Sebastian Schantz from Exotech to learn more about it. Sebastian, welcome. Uh, Thanks for being with us, and why don't we start with you just introducing yourself to our listeners. My name is Sebastian Chance. I'm VP Sales at Exotech North America. We're helping customers across a variety of verticals uh, solve their everyday supply chain challenges and introducing them to the benefits of our robotic solutions. Spent the better part of my career in the material handling industry in various roles with uh, some of the leading companies in that sphere, focusing on supply chain optimization, uh, warehouse design and automation, Notably, spent eight years with Knapp before joining Exotech. My area of expertise is what we call intralogistics, the movement of goods within the inner four walls of the warehouse, focusing on order fulfillment automation, ASRS, so automated storage and retrieval technology, and uh, goods to person type of solutions. Appreciate that, Sebastian. This brings us to the core of our conversation today, which is modern fulfillment. And let's start with some background. What is fulfillment? How important of a role does it play in the supply chain? And how was it done in the past? Fulfillment refers to the process of receiving, processing, and and delivering an order to a customer. What role does it play? It's a critical aspect of a company's supply chain, and and it's responsible for ensuring that consumer, the customer, uh, receives the the products in a timely and accurate manner. It's more and more critical. When I look at the past, you know, supply chain was kind of a a necessary evil. Today, it's it's a differentiator and players like Amazon that have mastered the game uh, and the general trend in today's age, uh, going to more of a e-com direct-to-consumer type of fulfillment, have completely redefined customer expectations about uh, what fulfillment and fast delivery ought to be about. So 
uh, we've seen a, a shift that that forced everyone from very large retailers to small and mid-sized uh, merchants into yeah you could say a, a race to to offer delivery promises at no additional cost to the customer the reality though uh, I, I believe is few if any uh, can uh, match amazon's scale and firing power and place fulfillment centers in close proximity to all urban areas in order to guarantee fast delivery everywhere so uh, what that means for us and for retailers is that um you need to do more with less. And I believe that's where we come together and where robotics and automation can play a key role in fulfillment. And I think we already see advancements in fulfillment with robotics and automation, but of course, many companies still use email and they still use spreadsheets for managing complex initiatives. Do you think there's a need to change this very soon? And do you see a need for significant investments to be made in future infrastructure? It's a good question. I think eventually will be solutions that can automate some of, of the more complex tasks. I don't think that's where a lot of the value will be created, at least in the short term. When you look at the marketplace uh, here in North America, at least consider that 80% of, of the warehouses or the distribution centers have no automation whatsoever. They're completely manual. The investment and, and effort really should go towards automating simple and uh, physically intensive processes that make jobs more enjoyable and people more productive. So uh, whether that be walking, whether that be lifting, bending, those kind of uh, repetitive and difficult labor-intensive tasks. Even in the long term, there are certain tasks and functions that people are just inherently better at than machines. And um, automating problem solving and critical thinking that is required really when things don't go as planned is, is an insurmountable technical challenge. So I think it's still a long way out. What we will see is a higher level of automation, but no lights out type of uh, facilities that do not require human intervention. The, the environment will be focusing on better collaboration between humans and machine workers where machines handle repetitive, intensive tasks and humans are able to focus on, on higher value tasks. That's amazing. So while more complex tasks may be automated in the future, there's still no substitute for the problem solving and critical thinking tasks of human workers. Uh, now let's move on to the consumer. And, and so in today's world where as you know, online shopping is booming. Consumers expect lightning fast delivery times. How has the traditional brick and mortar supply chain infrastructure, how has that struggled to keep up? And, and how have innovative automation technologies such as Nimble and scalable robotic solutions, how has that stepped up to, to meet the demands of modern fulfillment centers? Obviously, I don't have a crystal ball. Nobody does. And when I look at my beginnings in this industry 10 years ago uh, and what was being done uh, in a distribution center. And that's really been what's been happening for nearly a century, right? We, we, we had a retail industry uh, and they designed material handling systems and automation in the building to, to deliver goods to brick and mortar stores from a centralized distribution center, very big, super efficient, uh, high economy of scale. And uh, what we've seen is that today that the retail landscape is much more complex. It's decentralized. Omni-channel shopping is commonplace. 
e-com sales account for more than 20% of U.S. retail. And uh, so, so while the retail landscape and how consumers purchase goods has evolved, brand logistic infrastructure is still catching up. And many retailers have failed to uh, shoehorn their brick and mortar supply chain infrastructure to meet growing e-com demand. And I think that has changed over the last five or six or seven years where, let's say, companies invest into more nimble, easier to scale and flex uh, type of technologies uh, that are essential for modern fulfillment. The automation technology is, is becoming more essential uh, as, as customers' demands for fast delivery and ongoing labor shortages continue to put pressure on warehouses and fulfillment centers around the world. And the traditional, what we oftentimes call legacy automation systems, have been replaced in favor of more nimble robotic solutions. Okay, so what advantages do robotic-based solutions offer over traditional legacy automation systems, and how are the customers' concerns about technological failures being addressed in the shift towards these newer solutions? I think we're seeing a paradigm shift where for the past two decades, I would say, uh, traditional legacy automation solutions like B-loads, shuttles, which really dominated the ASRS space for very long, have seen increasing competition, have been replaced in a lot of instances uh, by technology brought to the market by new entrants like Exotech and others uh, that offer robotic-based solutions. While traditional automation and systems like Shuttle are, are really exceptional feats of engineering and uh, you know huge horsepower and capabilities in the warehouse, they're also incredibly complex. Uh, complex to design, uh, complex to manufacture, to install, to commission, uh, and to maintain in the long run. So I think the advantages of robotic solutions is really that they're quick to deploy, uh, they're quick to, to implement, and in the long run, um, easy to maintain. So I think that's where we're moving to. Customers are inherently risk adverse when it comes to deploying uh, technology uh, because any kind of failure or uh, let's say uh, issue with the automation that could adversely affect their ability to, to service their customers and, and and to ship goods to the consumer is is a problem right and you look at uh, legacy automation there is due to the nature of these systems and the architecture, so what happens is if one piece of the system breaks, uh, the whole system or at least significant parts uh, of the system are down and severely compromises your throughput and your ability to, to, to do business until the issue is fixed. So I think uh, we move into well-designed, resilient robotic systems um, that typically will consist of modular independent operating elements. And so when an issue arises, because that's just the nature of the business. Things will go wrong, but in those instances, we can detect them. They're isolated, and and any issue can be resolved and ensure continuous operation, even if any of the elements of the systems malfunction. 
You know, that's interesting because it seems like everything needs to be retrofit into the building when you're implementing new technologies. So what are the challenges involved in retrofitting an existing structure with new automated systems? Maybe what could be the potential solutions? Do you think it's possible to implement them while minimizing disruptions to, to the operations? I think it is possible, but it is difficult, right? We have a lot of customers that come to us with, let's say, an existing infrastructure, an old building with legacy equipment, and retrofitting that building uh, is possible, but it's definitely more difficult than, let's say, when you have a green seal and it's a clean sheet of paper and you can can build it from scratch. The main challenge, uh, you know, besides, let's say, a crappy floor and ceiling height and contingencies as they pertain to the building environment that make it hard to install a new system. It is really the customer's requirement in terms of the operation needs to be ongoing, right? So I cannot shut down my building. I still need to be able to ship and service my customers while I'm implementing a new system. So I think that's really the biggest challenge. Obviously, by deploying more of the robotics type of solution, the big benefit is that they're going to be quick to implement so the disruption to your uh, current operation is, is is relatively short. And it's also not requiring as much space in terms of lay down in areas that will have to be shut down to implement the system. So the transition is definitely quicker, but it is a difficult task, one that needs to be carefully planned uh, with, with a customer as to do it in, in a manner that will not affect their ability to ship to their customers. Okay, let's talk about sustainability now. It's a trend that obviously is here to stay. How is the supply chain industry adapting to it? Even with some of your case studies for projects in France, like the Rediv and the Monopri sites, you know they were designed with sustainability in mind. Can you speak about the benefits of this beyond helping the planet, and and what role will you know fulfillment play in future sustainability endeavors? Yeah, sure. So, so I think it's, it's, you're right. It's, it's a trend. Um, I would say it's a trend that is more predominant maybe in Europe and other areas of the globe than it is in North America. But yes, it's, it's definitely uh, happening here as well, slower in pace and in terms of, um, you know, the rate that suppliers and customers are, are demanding. But the supply chain industry, if you look at it, is, is notoriously carbon intensive because by definition, it requires moving large volumes of of goods from one place to another. So uh, it's only natural that sustainability will become a bigger topic in the industry over the coming years. As all of these operations inside the building, outside the building, strive to meet their carbon pledges, or as in the case with a lot of countries in Europe these days, have to in order to comply with local regulations. And that's exactly why companies uh, like Monoprix, for example, have to do very careful due diligence when they make decisions about how to outfit my fulfillment center. Because once the infrastructure is in place, uh, replacing it can be incredibly costly. And uh, moving towards the robotics types of solution away from legacy automation ensures that energy consumption, emissions, uh, things of that nature are getting better uh, because when you look at legacy automation, uh, you have a huge amount of weight, heavy machinery consumes, let's face it, a lot of power to move items around the warehouse. So companies are trying to invest in more nimble, lightweight, oftentimes battery powered type of solution, which can lead to 
as much as 80% less energy consumption than more traditional systems. And what do you think an organization can focus on when optimizing energy efficiency? Most of the things that come into play is really on the building side. How do I make sure I can have a building that does not consume a lot of energy and there are certifications for that with a gold platinum or whatever. I mean, I know a lot of companies have been striving to, to be net zero, whether that be by implementing solar uh, panels on the roof that will power the entire infrastructure in the building. But I think on a broader level, it, it includes the whole array of portfolio of things energy consumption on the one end by the automation or you know, air conditioning and other things in the building. Transportation emissions is huge, right? Big area where I think companies need to focus on how can I limit that. Material procurement and also manufacturing practices. What we've seen uh, recently, um, the last two three years is this customers are demanding recycled materials, things of that nature. It's all uh, essentially helping to lower the carbon footprint and creating more sustainable fulfillment centers in that sense. Great. So it seems like we can move towards sustainable future, although I suppose with infrastructure like this, it, it would be easier to collect or, or monitor data. In fact, monitoring plays an important role in procurement. It can help gather data and it can help make better decisions or changes. Can you speak about that and, and how it helps to improve, operate, and, and plan our supply chain operations? Yeah, I think data analytics, visibility is becoming more and more imperative to having a successful, efficient, resilient supply chain. Um, the problem is a lot of focus these days is put on collecting data and harvesting data. And really this data is meaningless unless you have the tools to, to analyze it and uh, come up with an action plan thereafter. Supply chain visibility is, quite frankly, a very tough technical challenge um, because it requires eliminating human error. And, and the truth is, as long as there are humans involved in, in the process, there will always be inconsistencies in, in data and database management that will cause lapses in, in, in visibility. I would say as operations become less and less manual and move towards more you know, automated processes, we will see the quality of data improve and that will have a positive impact on the overall fulfillment strategies. The ultimate benefit of having better data is, is creating visibility, precise, real-time understanding, time shots, pictures on the present and the future demands of the supply chain. Data can then be used to understand your operation, improve your ability to plan. What are the potential areas of growth and competitive advantage in the future supply chain management? I think the entire topic of data, data analytics, AI, that's going to be a, a big topic in the future. And whomever is able to, to come up with, with tools that create added value to the customer and to the supply chain will have a competitive edge. For sure, future supply chains will need to be much more dynamic than we see them even today. Be able to predict, to prepare, to respond rapidly evolving demands. Yeah, all of the technologies that enable you to do that will be the ones that win over the market. It's an industry that, you know, is on the move. I think it, it continues to rapidly evolve. And, you know, that, that trend is there. It, it's not going to go away. When we look at the total 
theoretical addressable market on an aggregate basis here in North America. It's a market that's $230 billion big. And again, only 15% of that maybe has been addressed by automation. It's something that will continue. We'll see more automation. The the light ASRS market, Exotech, is addressing um, is the, the fastest growing segment of the market. And I don't think that will change in the next few years. I got to tell you, this is all fantastic content. And as we draw to a close, I want to make sure that I didn't skip over or omit anything that you wanted to speak about. So why don't I just ask you, is there anything that you'd like for our listeners to know? Yeah, I think it was pretty comprehensive. We touched on a, a lot of uh, interesting and important topics as we're looking to you know the, the future of supply chain and what forward-looking businesses have to do to be successful in the environment. So I think we about covered it. Obviously, it's, you could talk about two hours or more because the world is complex. We've seen disruptions to the supply chain in the recent uh, past two years with COVID and, and, and other factors that we haven't even mentioned in the last 30 minutes. But for the time that we had, I, I believe we made the best out of it. And it should be pretty comprehensive. As you know, we can go on and on about this topic, and I'm sure that we're just scratching the surface. So, Sebastian, thank you so, so much for joining your expertise and insights with us. And thank you for tuning into this installment of MHI Views podcast with Sebastian Schantz from Exotech. If you're looking to drive the advancement of warehousing and related solutions, just visit their website at exotech.com. That's spelled E-X-O-T-E-C dot com. And if you'd like to explore technologies to bring your fulfillment center up to speed, join us in Chicago at Promat. Happens March 20th to the 23rd. At MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to the next level of success. Thanks for making us part of your professional development journey.